0: Hello, and welcome my tiny little nuggets to the ZRPG.net podcast. This is the only show dedicated to your favorite Legend of Zelda role-playing forum. As usual, I am your host and head admin, Queen of Hugs, and I am so pleased to be coming to you with another episode. I haven't really spent much time trying to make the show more professional or better, so SUFFER, BITCHES. I'll get to it someday. This episode is yet another in our 15th anniversary series. Yes, if ZRPG was a flesh and blood creature, it would be entering puberty and acting like a little weirdo. Why did you close that? Private browser window, ZRPG. You really should wash your face, ZRPG. Don't talk back to me, ZRPG, or I'll tell your father. Fortunately, ZRPG went through puberty early in its life, oh the growing pains, and is now a suave adult, with its shit together for the most part, like me. Anyway, be sure to stay tuned for more historical podcasts and articles, and in the future, some community-oriented podcasts and content as well. Today's episode will be a roundtable discussion on my favorite ZRPG main plot of all time, A New Kakariko, following the destruction and chaos of The Cult of Din A new Kakariko brought a time of hopefulness and cohesion to the roleplay. It was probably our only main plot thus far to not suffer from long periods of inactivity or dropped storylines. There were Tarts and Carts and Bucksome Zoras, 500 of Tofu's characters, a wicked old granny, and even Queen Zelda who probably left her baby at home or something. What other wonder shall we uncover in our journey through time and text? Let's find out. Hello, everyone. Once again, this is the ZRPG.net podcast. I am your host, Queen of Haircuts, and joining me today are my fellow admins, Tabasco and Tofubot. Say hey.
1: Hi dumplings. Hello.
0: And today we are going to be discussing my favorite ZRPG main plot of all time, a new Kakariko. What do you bitches feel?
1: That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, it was my favorite too. So a new
0: Kakariko, as I said during the opening, followed on the heels of the Cult of Din main plot, which was so dark and gruesome. Tofu, you were the leader of this main plot for ZRPG. What got your wheels turning to make this happen?
2: Well, Cult of Din was just so angsty and so, like, teen drama that I wanted something that was more lighthearted and more about, like, a group coming together as opposed to everyone trying to murder all of the Gerudo.
1: ZRPG was leaving its MySpace days behind.
2: (laughs) We were, yeah, a fully Facebook
1: Yeah. (laughs) We wanted a Facebook play leaving behind the MySpace emo swoop haircuts
2: definitely
0: and around this time was when we really started integrating elements of twilight princess kind of like more fully yeah this was yeah,
1: yeah. we uh we had like just kind of started um merging the two maps together of Corrine of Time and Twilight Princess and trying to see how we could make it still fit without going fully into the Twilight Princess world and still kind of keeping elements of Corrine of Time. So a new Kakeriko kind of kicked that off because we were trying to introduce the new version of Kakeriko that you see in Twilight Princess.
0: I remember you made this beautiful map for us that was a combination between... The two, just absolutely stunning tab.
2: Well, it was also really convenient timing because we had just so happened to decimate Kakariko Village anyways. And so it gave us a way to rebuild it, but rebuild it in a way that was more exciting because its new model was based off of the newest game.
0: Tell us about how you started the plot off, you know, how it got
2: jumping. It was... My character, Adrian Bishop, who was this, like, really extra scholar, noble boy, who had visions of the future. He had this, like, grand idea that he was going to save Hyrule. And eventually, I believe he has this vision of New Kakariko at some point, like, right before the story starts, and that was kind of what had spurred him into action. He was also just, like... (sighs) super dramatic and thought he was helping everyone, but really he was just maybe too enthusiastic for his own good.
1: Yeah, it's kind (laughs) of taken me until now to realize how much of a Mary Sue that Adrian was.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, you can leave this call. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I think this was the plot where we all really started developing our strong rider muscles. I remember, I think one of my favorite moments was an interaction between Adrian and Tab's character, Riask, And both of you were doing really amazing secondhand characterization. And I just reflected at the time wow this is a writing technique that we hadn't been using previously
1: i think that's because it it was since it was a plot that didn't focus on conflict and um specifically like physical combat just using our characters like physical skill it was a lot more passive dialogue and just uh exchange between characters that (laughs) <laughs> it invited a lot more discourse and happiness and like the um, exposure of like their true character traits, instead of them just like running from conflict to conflict or trying to escape conflict kind of thing. So a
0: new Kakariko kicked off. Adrian was palling around in Kakariko, which had been destroyed by the cult of Din bongo bongo. It was a goddamn mess. Um. <laughs> and so what was his approach
2: he <laughs> he had printed off these flyers um and was just kind of throwing them at people and <laughs> trying to recruit them <laughs> he maybe didn't have the best approach but i mean he got shit done. Yeah.
0: And it I think
2: one of his biggest things that he's very insensitive, even though he wants to help, he's not great with like empathy or like reading a, reading
1: a room. He um, you couldn't, you really couldn't read the room as he walked into the burnt shell of Kakariko <laughs> and I'm, with his big smile and his like hand, armfuls of flyers and literally threw them at starving people saying, Let's rebuild your town. <laughs> <laughs> he meant well. <laughs> it was great.
0: It was really, really? great. I th- that energy and that optimism was so refreshing for me to see, especially as somebody who was so caught up in the previous main plot. It was such a drastic shift in tone that Adrian brought that I, that I think helped set how new Kakarika would develop.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think Adrian is one of my favorite characters to this day from old ZRPG just because of that tonal shift that he managed to do. Like you managed to do uh, Tofu, like singularly with that one character everyone just kind of followed suit after they wanted to make happier characters that could advance plots that were more story-based instead of conflict-based
0: yeah and that's exactly what we did huh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we hopped right on
0: that train baby we were the oh, first yeah. ones at the show
1: well <laughs> tofu had the train <laughs> tofu was the train we were just shoveling coal in his mouth and making him go faster
2: <laughs> that's really beautiful <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Choo-choo.
0: Choo-choo. <laughs> Choo-choo. So I made the first iteration of my character Chef Marmalade, who showed up on the scene and Marm showed up and was like, Oh, I'm here to feed like the hungry people with my little food cart. And Adrian kind of bounded up to them and was like join my cause and Marm was like oh, okay let's do this and <clears throat> and then your character tab came along what was her motivations initially
1: uh my character that um played a part in a new character her name was she was kind of a self insert I won't lie her name was reask she was a courier So um, she ran her own career business. So she had been working out of uh, Kakerico even in its like kind of uh, destroyed state. Like she was trying her best to kind of um, make ends meet there for the people that needed like deliveries and stuff. So when Adrian did come along and uh, needed, he was actually organizing a mission where it could be, you needed like services in order to rebuild this town she just kind of jumped on board she's like oh well i've been here already like this is this is my mo i can totally help out with this and yeah she just kind of took a flyer and flew at it and flew at it meaning
0: we all went and partied in a cave
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i'm trying to remember why that seemed like a good idea <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Adrian had everybody trek up the side of Death Mountain to like a cave, that yeah, as a
1: in you... Like instead of just holding his meeting where he could rally everyone together and re- pause in town, like you know the center of town, he made them hike up the fucking side of the mountain.
2: It was great. Well, if you aren't physically fit enough to hike up a mountain, you shouldn't be rebuilding a town by hand.
1: (laughs) True. Very
2: true.
0: Another part of it I think that played in was that we characterized the villagers of Kakariko as kind of being really xenophobic. They had Mm -hmm. just gone through this crazy attack where a bunch of outsiders came into their town and started wrecking stuff. So I think there was also that vein of mistrust that was operating that maybe played into why Adrian took folks up the mountain. So we had the cave party and Adrian laid out the plan and things kind of really started getting rolling after that.
1: Yeah, up in this cave party, that was, I mean, it's important to mention that each, each transition of um, scene <clears throat> for this plot inc- like incorporated a new thread. So there was a, I think in total, how many threads were there, Tofu? Like 21.
2: Yep, 21. <laughs> I just recounted. <laughs> yeah, you. 21. And it spans, like, most of them, of course, were in Elden, but also like Zora's Domain and Castletown and Zora River, Farron Woods. Like, it was just everywhere.
1: Keep yeah. Instead of it all just taking place in one thread, like every time we moved a scene, it would be a new thread. Uh, so we had the initial thread started out in the wreckage of old Kikariko, and then the next thread went up to the cave on the side of Death Mountain, where we had our planning meeting, and then it split up. It, um, from that meeting, it kind of split into four groups from uh, that each had like a A task that Adrian had kind of given them. Oh what were these groups? We had a Goron group, a Zora group, and a Castletown group. And home base, those of us who stayed in the wreckage. Okay, so we had these four groups. um, and I mean, the people that showed up to the cave meeting, they were racially diverse. Like, we had Mm -hmm. Gorons, we had Zoras, Hylians. um, Unfortunately, like, I can't remember. Like, I'm sure there was, like, some monstrous races. Just, like, random characters that showed up and wanted to help the cause.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: There were so many people that played in this plot. So many
2: players. mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, like, some people would just be around for, like, one thread in a totally different part of Hyrule that was, like, tangentially related to a Half of the people playing were me, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Tofu had his fingers in almost each of these individual threads, which is fine because, I mean, he was kind of the, the de facto leader in all circumstances. Um, so we had this Goron group uh, that was... Uh, between uh, Dorog, who was our resident father-ministrator's uh, Goron character, Blacksmith, I believe. Yeah. And that was Yami, um, who was your fairy character, Chris? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, That was Bara's guardian fairy.
0: Yeah. So this was actually ZA's very first ZRPG thread. Yes, it was. This was early 2008-ish, and ZA got his Goron approved and came and kicked it with us in the main plot, and Yami and Dorog went and met with Goron Link and got the Gorons to dedicate some muscle power. Yeah, some resources,
1: and... and, um, they were just kind of sent further up to Death Mountain to kind of recruit the help that they could get just by being Goron. Um, and then, yeah. I mean, further like racial split up was the Zora group. Uh, there was a member named Kurogu who had a <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty um, bimbolicious Zora whose yeah. I mean, only feature, her only feature was her big, big honkers. It was Zora (laughs)
0: with big old honkers and And yellow
1: skin.
0: She had big honkers and yellow yellow scales, I think.
2: Yeah. And that's nice, right? Yeah. That's
0: appropriate. Yeah, totally appropriate.
1: Yeah. Um, So she was sent in a group to get some resources from the Zora King.
0: Yeah, Um, and she got some shmoney, baby. Some shmoney.
1: Them rupees. Them, all them rupees. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, know why
0: Adrian did this one, though. Like, he sent the hyperactive Kokiri character to Castletown to meet with the
1: queen. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this was the third group. This was uh, a single Kokiri by itself to sent to the castle to meet the queen. And I don't know how this happened.
2: But I'm pretty sure that that I had people that were with me, but they all, like, dipped. And so I wasn't just Uh going to leave that part of the thread by itself, I was just like, well, fine, and did it did it all on my own. That was a really important, so, in Bara's history and RP sample, the reason he leaves Kokkairi Forest is because he wanted to go on this big adventure, and he said, like, at the end, like, no, someday I'm going to meet the queen. Like, that was his mm-hmm. big motivation for why he, like, left the Kokkairi Forest, and, like, why he started on um, his adventures in ZRPG, so, like, that was really important for his, like, big story arc for at least like that part before he like gets kidnapped and gets mutated on and like ends up in a zombie island like that's all separate (laughs) that is another
1: story for another podcast (laughs) but like his
2: like original character arc like ended with him being able to meet the queen and like fulfilling his big wish yeah and he did great
1: Yeah, Barrow met the queen and actually got her to come help out. So, I mean, she didn't show up until much later because I I don't know what kind of primping she had to do to like take two months to get to (laughs) Kakariko. But she took her sweet ass time to get there. I mean, I'm sure she
2: had to like dream about it for a while. Like,
1: (laughs) she had to leave her baby and a babysitter for her baby. Uh, (laughs) Oh,
2: and like that baby's seen some shit, so you can't just trust (laughs) her with anyone.
1: (laughs) Right. <laughs> she left her baby in the field. The field baby <laughs> sat her baby. <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. So,
0: so Zelda showed up at the ruins of Kakariko. And the one thing I remember doing is Marm had a total freak out and, like, had to bake this pastry to bring to <laughs> Zelda.
2: Oh, uh, yes. Was that Tarts and Carts? Um. That,
1: was, yeah, that was the start of Tarts and Carts. It was like, uh, and that was, I mean, it was still part of the um, building Nuka Carrico, but it was kind of like a spin-off where um, my character Riask and Akala's character Marm, um, Riask was looking for something to do, looking for something where she could help out. And as everyone was running around and starting to split up into their groups and heading away to do their tasks, Riask was kind of left, uh, to do whatever so she volunteered to help out Marm and together they went into Marm's cart her um, uh, her food cart her food cart and they had like their own little side plot where they baked uh, a tart for Zelda
0: yeah it was really cute and not only did they bake a tart for Zelda but after Zelda left they took control of like the whole fixing-up process of old Kakariko.
1: Hmm. So, it, they essentially, yeah, like, s- there was some other drama that happened, too. Like, um, oh. villains from the cult of Din somehow managed to escape prison, and they showed up, and they tried to... I, I don't really know what happened here.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I blocked this part out because I don't care about it. <laughs>
1: important i don't know what the point was to, to like to try and integrate the cult of din into this new happy plot but it got shut down right away because the Zel- zelda's guards showed up and arrested them and we just resumed <laughs> into our happy little rebuilding plot yeah well i think
0: cleo was trying to redeem Aerith was basically like the whole
2: thing of that, but that
0: failed, and he got just put back in prison.
2: Where he belongs (laughs) for doing such terrible things. Like, yeah, you don't really redeem I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving
0: on. So, So Adrian had another kind of idea that we alluded to to build new Kakariko. Adrian ...took Zelda to the new site, I think, and they scoped it out... ...before they came back and said, yeah, let's do this.
2: Because there's a reason they couldn't just rebuild old Kakariko. It may have been, like, the undead situation. Oh!
0: There was still undead!
2: There was something, and, like, eventually... ...because we never did rebuild old Kakariko, right? No. No. It gets destroyed. Grammy Yum Yum blows the whole thing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's like,
0: yeah. 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 So old Kakariko was in the process of being rebuilt, but it would take forever. And for some reason, the thought was, okay, building a new town would probably be quicker solution to addressing the needs of the refugees. That process happened simultaneously and I think people were were still I think some of like the people wanted to move away from old Kakariko and then some of you know them wanted to stay.
2: Right like I think the idea was that they could build a makeshift village elsewhere faster while they took their time rebuilding old Kakariko because they were doing both but I think that like The process of like clearing the rubble and rebuilding all the buildings and avoiding the zombies was like going to be a longer process than just like getting something up and running, even if it were further away.
0: Yeah, I think there was even a section of folks that were slayers or whatever that were that were keeping the undead from popping up because they were still coming out of the shadow temple, I think. Yes. And then Zelda got back and told Marm and Re, you girls did so good here. You should go oversee the construction at the new site.
1: They were kind of stoked about it, actually. I think, I think, did Marm require some convincing to be like the leader of a building, a new village? Or was it Reask? I I think together, as long as they had each other, they were confident that they could do it. And it was, um, It was like a, uh, like there wasn't anything uh, bad that happened. It was just like a nice trip. Like it was kind of like a bonding trip between the whole party. Uh, Who did we have in there? We took um, uh, ZA's Goron character with us. uh, Because they had arranged for the Gorons to meet us up there to help build. Right. Uh, Who else did we have? Just a few, like... Other random characters that just wanted to come to New Kakeriko and build. It was, I mean, as you can see in like the game, like Twilight Princess, how Kakeriko Village is in that game, how it's like really arid and dry and really higher up in the mountains. We really tried to describe that. Like, so it was a lot less of like a pleasant country village that a current of time kakariko was like it was a lot drier
0: it was a very dusty dirty tiring journey but they all had a good time what was adrian doing during this time
2: i'm pretty sure like while you guys while you guys were traveling to new kakariko adrian was already there
0: right like so zelda came back
2: and adrian was already there yeah like i think zelda travels to new kakariko with adrian but adrian stays and starts the rebuilding process (sighs)
1: Because what happens is because Dorok, um, ZA's character, ended up recruiting those Gorons. The Gorons went up there to liaison with Adrian. And so when Marm and Riask's party with all the builders showed up, adrian was like trying to direct the gorons but the gorons weren't understanding what he wanted and so it was like all a big clusterfuck and (laughs) adrian was just kind of like standing on a crate and shouting orders when everyone showed up
0: right it was a classic wonderful beautiful scene so while this kind of happy building stuff was happening devastation was on the horizon
1: (laughs) oh
2: Oh, yeah so while so, while you guys were traveling to New Rico Bara and his group were traveling to Ordon Village for supplies. Right. And they never got there. What
0: happened?
2: So, <laughs> where to... St- okay. And who else was there? Simon, which was one of the sloshers, like, really big NPCs. Um, yeah. Just a bunch of... Yeah, just a bunch they were attacked by bandits and eventually kidnapped
1: um yeah so they were kidnapped by bandits and this is kind of where um we won't go too far down this path but essentially the group so barra's group that was sent to get supplies was kidnapped and ended up uh, merging into a new thread that would eventually take over after Anuka Kiriko plot had ended. So really, Bera's group was uh, the first of a series of events that would go into the next main plot.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, my second character in this plot then was Ideo, who was a Zora that had tentacles for fins. And she was out in the woods when, uh, Barra's group got kidnapped and she was actually out in the woods with uh, ZA's second character whose uh, name was Darian and he was a re-dead knight and so they were out there uh, around the same time ended up being kidnapped by the same party and so they were all kind of grouped together and now and they were all being transported away from not only Ordon village, but further south to where um, an area of our board that was called the Southern Hills.
0: One of Tofu's other characters made her appearance then Yes, too.
2: this was her big debut. Kiara um, was actually traveling with the bandits that kidnapped the good guys. And somehow like she ended up getting attacked and like kind of died a little bit um, and got like <laughs> roped in with the other ki- like kidnapped characters. Then, yeah, they get shipped off to Southern Hills and the Fort Moblard. This was
0: really interesting scene because we had all of these different characters that were part of this really wholesome plot. They were off to get supplies for new Kakariko and they got nabbed by these bandits who were in league with the Moblins. And so... On Old ZRPG, the Moblins had their own settlement called Fort Moblarg, which was founded by Gordreg. And the Fort Moblarg was supposed to be a bastion of Blinn in general civilization.
1: I think it's Gord- to mention that also on the Southern Hills, uh, the Moblins were always at war with the Lazelfos. So really, right. this was this wasn't friendly territory. Southern Hills was classified as like your classic monster territory. So having our characters out there, they weren't in, they weren't really protected by like Zelda's guards or any kind of Hylian soldier force that like, no, I don't think any forces patrolled out there. So they were kind of lost in losses of civilization.
0: Yeah. And Gord's character, who was the Moblin Chieftain Gort, went missing. And so his daughter, Princess Corn. <laughs> bless,
1: bless Princess Corn.
0: Oh,
2: monster.
1: Princess
0: Corn was this NPC I made, and she was an absolute monster. She was a bad, bad person. She was basically having slave auctions. Yeah. And the folks who were captured were sold to some mysterious whiz robes and then weren't seen again until the next plot started
1: yeah so that that is what happened to the supplies group like they
2: (laughs) they they never never got their supplies supplies. (laughs) no they
0: did though never came back they never came back but they did deliver the supplies though at least one of the carts do you remember that Sure, yeah. Bara did his boomerang trick. Oh, yeah. (gasps)
2: That's right! Bara had his, like, shot teleport him to old Kakariko. Yeah, so
0: he booped.
1: So even though our characters never returned, somehow Bara found precedence in returning the supplies and not themselves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So then, of course, we always have to make things even darker and... At this point, we were kind of sick of old Kakariko, and we wanted to get rid of it. So I came up with a plan to destroy it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Further destroy it. You mean, like, not only destroy it, but, like, just stomp that wreckage right into the ground and break all its bones and just shatter it completely. Like, no recovery. Like, it'll be gone. No recovery.
0: It was Drop a nuclear bomb on it. It was put into the grave. So I had my character... Grammy Yum Yum, who was this old shaman Gerudo lady, go with a small group of others, including the master plans Lydia Licorice, who was this crazy little girl who was like a telepath and she was obsessed with candy. She was kind of creepy, but she was kind of cute. I dig it. It was very well done. So they went and they found this ring in an ancient Sheikah grave and then Grammy used this ring to cause an earthquake landslide that buried old Kakariko. We justified this by saying that Grammy and Queen Zelda and Adrian all kind of had premonitions or visions that the Shadow Temple would be used for evil again. So, Grammy destroyed it, but I guess Zelda was kind of bummed about that.
2: I mean, we just had to find a way to take our wholesome plot and turn it into, you know, terrorism.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that earthquake also had an unfortunate side effect. It was probably one of the most heartbreaking moments in ZRPG. What was it? was the death of one of Marm's mules. <gasps> oh, yeah veal r.i.p r.i.p veal the original animal death on ZRPG.
1: (laughs) i'm actually not talking during this section because i'm uh, there's actually tears coming down my face and you know how much this scene mattered to me so i'm i'm opting out of this conversation (laughs) while you talk about the death of my favorite donkey (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was actually a really sweet really powerful scene where everybody bonded and then after that we did a year jump do you want to talk about like the year jump tofu and how we wrap that stuff up
2: the year jump happened like pretty close to like the very end i yeah just reading the last post makes me so so sad adrian finds one of his like original flyers and like removes it I guess he was hanging it front on his wall as like a memory. And it was just kind of like a look back. It was basically like, we okay, we're not gonna rebuild again. So how do we like move this forward? And it was just kind of a look at like where everyone was. A year later, and like, it was finally like the new Craig Ringo had just finished being rebuilt. Um, it was super cute. Adrian got married.
0: That last bit of the plot was bittersweet, but I think it served a purpose to highlight the normalcy, right? Even when you start something anew, even when you have something that's really beautiful, there is also the possibility to overcome adversity. You know, like just because adversity happens doesn't mean that
2: the good things were any less good. That's really beautiful i want to do this again i want to orchestrate (laughs) a really large plot that's super cute
1: a new kikariko it was a a plot that wrapped up during uh, a period of downtime for zrpg as well so the people or the members that saw it through to the end they were members that communicated a lot more uh, for it like there was uh, the community felt a little bit more closer knit just because a lot of members had dropped off at that point so everyone that saw it through and ended the plot and moved on to the next plot were really heavily invested in their characters and they wanted to do so much more with them so I think think that's just like a, a reminder that seeing a plot through right to the very end is just so good for your creativity and for character creation and character development. And I don't know, it was a motivator for me to be like, I really need to post and stick things through and not just drop off halfway through when I lose interest. Yeah, it was was
2: nice to like finish a story all the way through. That was refreshing. I thought it was really
0: powerful to have something that went... On such a tight time frame, there wasn't huge moments of inactivity in any of the threads. And we just kind of, you know, busted it out. And it took us two years.
2: Which was so different from Cult of Din, which was dragged out throughout, like, the entire... Because, like, at this point, like, in all of ZRPG's history, like, this was only the second main plotline. Like, Cult of Din was known for, like, starting and stalling and restarting. And this was just, like, a completely different plot for zrpg which
0: was nice Mm-hmm. it was it was so refreshing it really helped us refocus and shift our approach to how we designed the role play like cult of din was kind of the call of awakening to us that large plots were really hard to do successfully if there wasn't detailed planning mm-hmm. and a new kakariko Showed us that having a good story runner, having a good plan and a good design of how things would go led to such success and fruitful story development. And the amount of characterization and skill building that we all experienced as a result of that was incomparable to anything that we had been doing previously. Mm -hmm. Well, I loved it. And I love both of you. This was such a good conversation to stroll down this part of our lives and shared history.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, like, so many little details that I had forgotten about, and it's so nice to just, like, relive them a little bit.
1: Yeah, I have, like, some sincere sentimental attachment to this p- specific plot. Mostly because, um, I don't know, that, that one side plot I did with you, Calla, Tarts and Carts, and then just, uh, yeah, seeing it right through to the end. Pretty big impact on me. And we started a new town. Who does that these days? Yeah,
0: Right. <laughs> Iconic Iconic. well thank you so much for your time and I look forward to our next roundtable discussing what happened to the group that went missing do 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 it's time for another segment of Queenie's Cute Corner You know what I think is cute? Pink. You know what I don't think is cute? Pink-haired punks wasting food and not being forthcoming with their hidden desire for their best friend. Emotional honesty is important, you know, no matter how cute or sassy you may be, Siren. You know what I think is cute? Choo-choo's. They're so bouncy and lovely and adaptive, just full of creativity. You know what I don't think is cute? Having a skeleton. They're always so limiting, and you never know when yours will decide it's time to free itself of its flesh prison, or randomly crack because you kick one too many train doors. Too crunchy. Hard pass. You know what I think is cute? Your 25-year-old cousin I met at the barbecue. Can I get their number? They made a bomb casserole that I need the recipe for. You know what I don't think is cute? Poop jokes. I don't waste time on waste, it's in poor taste. Elevate yourself. Dysentery killed a lot of people on my last playthrough of Oregon Trail. This has been Queenie's Cute Corner.
1: Is there a baby? Hello. Hi. Hello. Okay. <laughs>
2: it's the baby
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh he's he's cleaning his butthole right now and I'm hungry but I mean otherwise everything else is pretty good
2: (laughs) are those two things like related in some way
1: (laughs) you only wish
2: (laughs) Uh, do I
1: I was waiting for Kella to say come out loud.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I've already ruined
0: Oh, admins, Tabasco.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Okay. I can't breathe.
2: <laughs> this is going really well.
1: Who's saying hey first?
2: <laughs> love you.
1: Okay, not as much
0: as I love you because it's a delay. Joining me today. <laughs> 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 okay, okay,
1: deal. I'm the fucking bitches. How about Pause. I'm so hungry.
2: <laughs> oh my
0: god. <laughs> What were you going to say, Tam?
1: Oh, God, I don't know. I'm so hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. You sure did learn a lot of things today, didn't you? If you want to go read over a new Kakariko, feel free to visit the ZRPG archive at zrpg.net slash forums. Although, our retelling of the story is probably far more entertaining than trying to parse together the tangle of threads we left it in. Forever yours, this is the queen of heroes, wishing she could pinch your cheeks and tell you just how cute you are. You are such a cute, little baby and I love your face. You're so talented just keep at it because you are a good good person. Now write your honking posts.